time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 88, Detox Your Mind, Eight Ways to Restore a Healthy Mind. Today's topic seems to be one of my best-selling retreats, and I think the reason why is that we have so much worry and stress due to the current climate of our world. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about detoxing our mind and what really causes and what do I mean by toxic mental buildup and some ways to restore a healthy mind. I'll end with that, actually. At almost every moment of our lives, you know, we're thinking and we're making decisions. Even some of our thinking is spontaneous to satisfy some immediate sensory desire that we have which more often than not leaves us in an uncomfortable situation down the line. You know, we make these decisions quickly and then we end up with something and wonder how we got there. Other thoughts, although they're not immediately gratifying, do come into our mind field and they lead to a feeling of positive energy, you know, supporting our strength and vitality. When we define a healthy state of mind, we think of a mind which is positive, creative, balanced, and one that looks at the long-term consequences of any action. In other words, we're not just spontaneously following our sensory impulses, but we're looking at what would the consequence of the action be if we follow, you know, the thought. If we follow the thought, what would the consequence be for that? A mind that is reflective is able to respond and reflect upon itself instead of reacting. And a mind that thinks from a universal mind field and not the individual ego is a mind that's really more joyful than not. We all seek to have that joyful or clean mind. And that's one that's creative and balanced with the desire to promote goodness in the world, thinking positively, thinking of the collectiveness in the universal mind. And in Sanskrit, the term that applies to a clear, creative, and pure mind is sattva. And it's a word that is often translated into purity. So in that case, if I say sattva, we're talking about a pure mind, one that's clear, creative, and really focused on a universal uh, mind field rather than an individual ego being fed. But on the other hand, there's the opposite of that. Impurity in the mind can exist also, and it does, we all know, does indeed exist. And impurities in the mind that I'll get to in a moment really create undigested mental residues or mental toxicities, which is called in Sanskrit, ama. So it's undigested matter. And I'm talking about the mind here, but remember the mind and body are one, so undigested ama does result in physical problems. Specifically, what causes mental toxic buildup? Well, mental toxic substances or AMA may be produced by negative emotions. That would be number one. So negative emotions such as anger, fear, greed, resentment, and even guilt. 
And in traditional Chinese medicine, you've heard me say that negative emotions, which you know, come from our thoughts, create organ toxicity and over time produce an array of disease states. Another way we get mental toxic substance buildup are psychological stresses, including family problems, poor working conditions, loss of employment, uh, decrease in, uh, let's even say a salary because we can't pay our bills, divorce, death in the family, and even media, social media is causing stresses for many at this time. We're aware that stress is at the root of many disease states, including heart disease, obesity, anxiety, and many immune issues. That's where we're not identifying with our universal self, so we're stressed, and even digestive disorders. There's no surprise in this. We know that stress creates disease. That's the take home from that. So we have negative emotions and psychological stresses. Another way we build up a toxic, undigested matter in our, our thoughts, our relationships, our experiences, is having an unhealthy home or a setting in which we dwell in. You know, surroundings that are detrimental to our physical and emotional health can be very toxic. Even a toxic garden area of contaminants or toxic or spoiled nutrition, all of that I'm defining as having an unhealthy home or an unhealthy setting. You know, our gardens, even if our neighbor is spraying or doing things, that's creating a toxic environment for all of us. It's not a single ego-driven. You see people think it's just about them, but we're really affecting, and everything that we do, we're affecting the whole. And that's where we're coming into really removing some of this, and I'll talk about that in, in a bit. But how do we remove all of this? Another factor is unhealthy relationships or environments, which I just really got into. For example, I'll go a little further with that, contact with other people's negativity. Negativity breeds disease for sure, and many don't think that they're negative because it's so natural. It's so natural for them to have ill thoughts about others or complain or gossip. It may even be justified in their mind that this person is someone who is evil, who really shouldn't be, but that creates toxic buildup in our own minds. We have to just be aware that this vibration is not healthy and will saturate your mind very, very quickly, especially if you're tuned into the news and we hear some of these horrific incidences that take place. It's very, very easy for that to come into our mind field and create a backload of toxicity. So keep that in mind. So we have what I first started with, negative emotions, psychological stresses, unhealthy home or setting, unhealthy relationships or environments. And the fifth I came up with is exposure to violent, crude, or shocking experiences in life or in the media. Some of these overlap, so I'm just giving you the gist of them. Our social media for sure sends shocking flashes, creating a sensory overload, not able to be digested very easily. I know that Personally, I don't go on Facebook uh, very often just to post on our groups and to post what we need for the company, but I don't do it as a social media in the sense of every day because sometimes these ads come up that are very crude and disturbing 
on things that take place in the news. The, the news. So we have to really be careful of that. Uh, these shocking flashes that come forward. Be aware of what you watch and hear through our computer, as I just mentioned, and other technology that enters our personal space uninvited. It just appears there whether we want it or not. So now that we've seen what situations may create undigested mental material, we can turn ways to detox from this and reduce our toxic load. So eight ways to detox and restore a healthy mind. You know, we talk about, I, you know that I've done some work with Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. And let's look at, that's why, and last, last time I talked about the group global practice for meditation. And when we have a group global practice for a positive intent, it helps to restore a healthy mind much easier. So keep that in mind. That's where community practice is number one and one of my eight ways to detox. Have a community practice where you can all come together with a positive intent. Very, very useful uh, to really help override any of the negative toxicities that may be existing. Spend time in silence every day, which means practice daily meditation. And you can do that outside because spending some time outside in nature is also very important. But just spending that silence time, whether it be in seated meditation in your home or just spending some silent time outside in nature is very, very useful for uh, creating a removal of any of the toxicity that may have been deposited in the mind. Another practice to follow is to be pleasant and tolerant towards others and everyone. Even if someone just doesn't jive with the way you feel, just be pleasant and tolerant and with an understanding that everyone is really struggling in their own mind if they're not pleasant or tolerant. So keep that in mind and it would help you to override the impulse or urge to really react to other people's uh, behavior. You know, we don't, we want to act on reflection, not on impulse. So by learning to be pleasant and tolerant towards everyone, we learn to be reflective and not on impulse. Another step, number four, refrain from anger or criticism, even when you feel justified. And I kind of mentioned that earlier. It's very easy to fall into criticism of others, to look at what others are doing and to actually criticize. And I always say, look to the self. When we criticize others, what we're really saying is, look at how great I am. We're so great that we have the ability to criticize others because they're not as good as we are. Keep that in mind. That's the underlying role of ego and what it does. Number five, take time every day to play, relax, and be in good company. And this is a major, this would take major effort, especially in our social media world, because we're always on our cell phone with our fingers moving. You know, they used to say, have your fingers do the walking in uh, with the yellow pages. And how is our fingers do the walking on our apps or on our little uh, phones and all of that. So learn to take time every day for play, relaxation, and good company. 
Number six, wake up with the sun in the morning and let the sun set in your evening. So learn to live with the sun cycles because it'll really be beneficial as an Ayurvedic uh, uh, technique where you're really getting up with the sun and you're settling down in the evening. So you're not really working till 11, 12, 1 in the morning. You're really settling into a peace and serenity, do some meditation, but really learn to follow those cycles of the sun. It's very, very, very helpful. Number seven, eat light, natural foods. I'm bringing nutrition in here because you all know that I have uh, a really liking for really learning how to eat correctly. And when we eat light, natural foods, foods that don't carry, for those that took my nutritional energetics course, we're really talking about foods here that have a vibration of life, the life forces in them, and that will help lighten up the mind. So keep that in mind. And eight, be generous with others. It's very, very important to be generous. A generous heart opens up all possibilities for a mind that is clear and luminous, one that's radiant, because generosity is light. And as I mentioned, a community practice will help us detox and create the positive change that's needed. So the eight ways that I came up with are community practice, spend time in silence every day, practicing daily meditation or being outside, be pleasant, number three, and tolerant towards everyone. It gives us time to really have a reflection and not impulse. Refrain from anger and criticism even when you feel justified is number four. Number five, take time every day for play, relaxation, and good company. Number six, wake up with the sun in the morning and retire with sunset in the evening, meaning don't work until uh, so many hours in the morning or even eating late at night. Number seven, eat light, natural foods, foods that are going to lift the spirit, lift the mind field. And eight, be generous with others. And again, community practice, together we can do this as a whole, helps us detox and create positive change. And following this type of program will allow your system to metabolize the remains of previously undigested experience. Your attitude will become one of ease and compassion without a sense of strain or rigidity. And you know what? Within a short time, you'll see, you'll notice an increased sense of lightness in your mind along with your body, because remember the mind and body are one. You'll have more energy and a natural enthusiasm for life. And as I always say, do your research and see what works for you. I'm going to be going on retreat the next two weeks for our, uh, the consecration of the shrine at the Himalayan Institute and followed by an intensive meditation retreat. So uh, keep that in mind. I'll be sending everyone good, positive vibrations. We'll keep uh, the newsletter will be coming out for you each week, even though I'll be away. But I won't be recording new podcasts at that time, but I will keep you posted. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and is available on susantaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. 
And keep in mind, if you really like this podcast, please share it on the YouTube channel. It's YouTube Susan Taylor PhD, and you'll they'll all come up for you. And just keep in mind that if you really like it, share it. It'll help with the community. And visit SusanTaylor.org for more information or to contact us with any questions, comments, or feedback. And email your comments to feedback at SusanTaylor.org. I would love to hear from you. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.